another episode. So you're not ready. We are ready or we're not ready? Now we are. We are ready. All right. Welcome to another episode of Practically Theologians, where typically we try to focus on making theology practical. Uh, but recently we've been doing a series of interviews with students and staff here at San Grady Cristo Seminary. And today we're actually going to uh, record a special episode. Today we're interviewing some of the wives of some of the seminary students here. So uh, before we get started, we'll go around and if you guys want to introduce yourselves. I'm Danette Bauman. I'm married to Ferris Bauman. I'm Mary Grace Brown and I'm married to Tom Brown. And I'm Margarita Brinson, married to Josh Brinson. Perfect. So you've probably heard the husband's names come up as we record the podcast in the past. Um, those those gentlemen have been uh, very helpful in helping us record this podcast and the different topics that we've talked through. So today we're going to get this, the perspective from the other side, what it's like to be a wife of a seminary student. And I want to begin with the question, uh, what is it like out here in Westcliff, Colorado, separated from pretty much everything? What's it like being away from uh, friends and family for at least um, six months of the year? Um, And I know, Browns, you guys are staying here over the winter. So what's that like? Don't all talk at once. We try not to talk over each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I'll take this one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think it's been, we're, I think, very fortunate because... The crew we have right now is just such an awesome community that I think for us it hasn't been near as hard as we thought it would be just because the people here have become friends and family and um, I think that's a big help. We have moved before this move which also helps I think for our family just because it wasn't the first time we've moved from family or friends and first it wasn't the first time for our kids to move but I mean, it's always hard anytime you have to pick up and move and leave, you know, where you're familiar and your friends and your family. But um, at the same time, it's always worth it because, you know, you just get to meet so many new people and just form those kind of friendships and those deep relationships that you wouldn't have had otherwise. But I would say something that helps a lot is just technology, you know, having you know, the access to just text messages or emails or apps that are like, you know, video texting and and things like that so that you can stay connected with your family and still see them um, when you're so far away. But yeah, I think for us, it's just, it's become home, away from home and just the people here really make it just, you know, really become that family and, and those friend friends that you don't, that you're leaving. So, mm-hmm. so and you guys have been here uh, speaking to the Browns. Uh, how long have you guys been at? So this is our second year, and we live here year-round, so that's a little different yep. than maybe some other people's perspectives who are just, you know, here half the year. Um, ah. Andrew, wave that. <laughs> if <laughs> you're not going to raise your hand and talk, then I'll just point. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but, no, I think, it, I think it'd be, uh, it would be interesting if you, um, if you all shared us a little bit of this because uh, you've all been here for different amounts of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think sure. that'll be helpful. All right, so we've been here, Ferris and I have been here for um, just since June. Um, and we've really loved the community. Uh, I kind of laughed. We, we came out and visited in February before we came permanently. And uh, Andrew Zeller was like, now are you sure you're going to be okay? You know, we're really out in the middle of nowhere. And 
Uh, I don't think he knew that I grew up about 60 miles from the nearest stoplight. So, you know, for me, I was like, oh, I can drive 10 minutes and there's there's rotisserie chicken at the supermarket. Like, this is awesome. So, um, so that wasn't a hard adjustment for me. I really grew up rural. And so that was just normal. Um, and I guess in terms of being away from family, uh, we initially had thought about going to seminary after we had been uh, gone to Uganda for a year doing missions work. And so we kind of drug our feet about it because we didn't want to leave family again. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like this seminary is, is, for one thing, it's not as far from our family. We can get there in about a day. Um, and so we've been able to make some trips home during the school year. And also, uh, and because it's only a half of a year, um, having to be at the seminary, we're actually going to be able to be quite a bit closer to family in the off season. Mm-hmm. We're really looking forward to that. Um, it wasn't a all quite so much of an all or nothing um, moving away from family as a lot of other seminaries that we were looking into where that were like in North Carolina and things. Mm-hmm. So, and Margarita, I guess you guys have been here the same amount of time as them, right? Right. As yeah, we got here mid mid May. So, but same thing as like what Mary and Danette said that. Well, watching the kids, we're all out there, you know, so we get to know each other really quickly and see each other pretty much every day and the kids play. And so because we're not, we are isolated in that it's a small town, but mm-hmm. the community of people around and it yeah. doesn't so we're not, feel. Uh, friends and family back home. <clears throat> so What's friends and family. So experience with that? I mean, we like technology too like we can text and talk on the phone as long as we stand outside which <laughs> that doesn't happen as so often in the winter <laughs> and then since we don't have internet at our little cabin we don't get to do that like even facetime doesn't work that great but so probably texting is what we do the most because it's warmer where we can text. <laughs> but we can still talk on the phone or you know emails or whatever so so yeah so it's and also, like Danette said, at least since it's half the year, it's not like we're going to be gone for three solid years or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. To be able to go back mm-hmm. and be with family and friends. Uh, so you guys talked a little bit about... Now, wait, one more thing. Um, Josh raised his hand. Like, technology. Never All right. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> technology. Oh, goodness. What about, what about the Postal Service? Oh, yeah. The kids, or my kids have written letters. I mean... Postage is kind of expensive these days, yeah. <laughs> but I do like that they're writing letters back and forth with a lot of friends, so that's been fun. It's been less expensive than the internet. I that think. is true. It's kind of fun. That took a lot of letters. Although Josh was complaining that he never gets any letters, but Aww. he hasn't written any either. Write so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did get a birthday letter card um, from his grandma. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> So did you say then that you're going to include in the show notes your address so that people can write letters? <laughs> Everybody write Josh a letter. Make him feel good. It's in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. On to the next question. Uh, so you were talking, uh, all of you were talking about the community that's here at the seminary. And we talked about that a lot in, in the interviews that we've been doing just as far as the, the tight-knit group of people that's here because it's small. But what have you experienced as far as community outside the seminary, but that's, uh, say, local to Westcliff? Uh, because I, while, we do, while we are isolated, I think it's important for people to recognize uh, that there is a community outside the seminary that's, also, that's close. Uh, we're not isolated from uh, outside communities. So what have your experiences been? 
what are some of the events that go on that you guys have found uh, beneficial or uh, that you've enjoyed? There are a lot of parades in this town. There are a lot of parades. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my kids have been involved in the horse mentorship programs. We've gotten to know people through that. And they were in the play this summer. So um, should give a plug for Music Meadows Ranch. There you should. go. You can come out for a vacation and take some horse rides and... It's beautiful, place. Beautiful, it's beautiful scenery. Nice What's horses. it called again? Music Meadows Ranch. Yeah, it's good enough for They uh, so yeah, so the kids right. got to be in the parade this this Christmas parade with with them and ride in oh, the cool. ride in the horse drawn wagon, I guess. <laughs> and so that was fun. And you know, because it's a small town, you see the same people at the park or whatever. And um, the library has a lot of events for kids and. I don't know, Danette, you guys were in the choir, so yeah, that's we, probably another way. Mm-hmm. There was a, a community choir for a Christmas concert, and so we went in every Tuesday night and practiced for that, and that was a good way to meet different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's surprisingly, for the size um, town it is, there's a lot that goes on. I mean, Monday nights, there's always Ultimate Frisbee in town, and a lot of people from the community come to that, and then there's, um, for the kids, there's soccer, you know, leagues, and... Like you said, library has a summer events that um, are like weekly things yeah. that are surprisingly were a lot of kids at actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been really cool to be able to do that as well. So, as your husbands are in seminary, what have you found the most difficult? What's the most difficult thing about seminary? Let me see if I can say this. The most difficult thing about seminary life for a seminary wife. Oh, man. That's like a sermon trip right there. I think ours is probably going to be unique and different as well um, than everyone else's answers. Because mine would probably just be, again, tied into just living here year-round. The hardest thing for me probably as a seminary wife is not necessarily anything pertaining to seminary itself, but the off season, that's definitely the hardest for me, just being extroverted. And, um, you know, there are still things that go on in the community, um, but it slows down a lot in the wintertime. And then with everyone gone, they, all the other students and families gone in the wintertime, it definitely um, is probably the hardest thing for me about seminary life is just how isolated it can be in the winter. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's oh. just a breeze. I, it's just a I breeze. mean, there are different times where, like, some of those summer courses are when there's big deadlines. I guess sometimes when it's super busy. But um, I mean, he's pretty good about taking dinner and you know time with the kids. But then it just ends up being late nights. Mm-hmm. Um, so that maybe is a tricky thing: the late nights with our living. Situation. <laughs> situation where what's your, our beds, what's your living situation? Yeah. beds <laughs> in the kitchen slash dining room slash living room. So, um, so, you totally so right. he's, you know, sitting on the couch or at the table and, you know, if I want to go to bed, which I can, but um, it's just right there. So he doesn't want to disturb me and I, you know, it's just interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I but did forget about that so, part. That's a yeah. big part that could be tricky yeah. about seminary life is the but, housing. But I also prefer him often to like be there and sit mm-hmm. like up at the lodge or the library just on his own at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, you know, so, so that's been tricky sometimes, but yeah, for the most part, it's been, it's been really good. 
now. I don't feel like it's been that hard. Uh, I mean, there's always those beautiful mountains calling to be hiked on. Mm-hmm. And he's oftentimes too busy. Yeah. So that's like, I wish we would have done, been a little more intentional maybe. But it's almost, I mean, some of those summer courses are so packed, it's almost impossible to really get out and do something unless you are a lot more organized than we are. So <laughs> I think that's probably a pretty common experience. I feel like the first year I was here, I was always like, I'm going to hike those mountains. And now I'm just like, I'm never going to hike those mountains. <laughs> that have to be like at a different time but because seminary is busy. Uh, so for two here that, that are homeschooling, uh, what is that like? with your children and trying to work in homeschooling at the same time? Um, I didn't think it changed that much. And when we were homeschooling at home, I mean, in, in Washington anyway. So, um, so it's a little different that we had our, our group that we went to there. Uh, but here, because there are other kids around on campus. Um, so instead of our weekly group, they have like recess every day. So, with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a little different, but as far as the actual schooling, it's pretty similar. Um, yeah. Not a lot of changes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd say in some ways it's been a lot easier because, again, it just so happens right now that all the families do homeschool. And so, you know, we, we've we had each other to take recess with or just kind of lean into each other in that, um, which has been very, very fortunate to have. So I feel like that has been kind of the one thing that hasn't changed much moving here. So we've talked about some of the difficulties that seminary life can bring on us, uh, especially for the wives of seminary students. Uh, What has been something that you've really enjoyed or the best part of seminary life it could be more than one thing but what's what's been some of the highlights of being called the seminary the seminary life well i don't want to sound redundant but i really do think the people for me Mm -hmm. has been um it's just it's kind of hard to put to words it's just a really special place in that regard and the people really um, make it something special. And so I think for me, like the best part of seminary is that, you know, despite some of the challenges with the housing or the, you know, extra busy schedules, um, the people are just, um, really make it a special time and very unique to have your close community right on campus next to you and have people that, you know, right outside your front door and just be able to see someone anytime you walk outside is just, so unique you don't usually get to do that in life um and so that's been really special but i'd love to hear your take on because you got to take the classes this summer yes i did and that i'm sure would be pretty incredible yeah i think that would i mean probably right up there with the crowd of people that we have here is um yeah i get to sit in on classes for free and um that was amazing i uh you know, just being able to sit in on class and take notes at the lecture and get a taste for what Ferris is going through in his coursework and being able to be at least a little bit conversant on those topics. Yeah. Um, it's its really incredible. We have some amazing teachers that come. And I, I feel like even though I 
didn't do all of the the work associated with the courses. I just sat in. You know, I feel like I gained a lot, and sometimes you don't realize that you're off theologically somewhere until someone spells it out for you. It's like, oh yeah, I was wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really I feel cool. like that's been really cool. And then the other part is just you know sometimes, beca- I think partly because I'm in some of the classes, you know, being able to visit with Ferris about them, or mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I can kind of twist his arm and he'll he'll read to me from some of his coursework books while yeah. I'm doing dishes or whatever. So that's, that's really, been, really um, cool. that's been fun. And it's been a real growing experience for both of us in that way. Any highlights in the Bernstein household or pretty much just even keel like Josh? <laughs> Not a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I would say also just, I mean, even though we've only been here seven months because you live so close together, you just get to know each other on a closer level really quickly, yeah. you know, as we, like you said, we walk outside and see people trudging up the hill with their laundry or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is, um, you get to know people really well and really quickly. And so that's really, I think, special because, um, you know, at different schools, we, you know, seminaries we looked at, I thought, well, we, if we went there, we would live a very similar life, just in a different place, whereas this is a, a unique yeah. um, way of life, I think, um, and we've enjoyed that, and we've enjoyed Josh being able to have guys to really just dig into stuff and mm-hmm. talk. People that will actually talk with me. <laughs> They've got You're a very intimidating fellow. <laughs> He's been but. told that before. Are <laughs> <laughs> you intimidating or we can't hear what you're saying? It's been growing, so... Your <laughs> voice is growing. <laughs> so he's from Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you've all of you have mentioned the community, uh, and that's obviously something that that is a highlight of this seminary. But I'm curious when when you were deciding uh, to go to seminary and what seminary you were going to go to. Why? First of all. I hope I know the answer to this, but first of all, were you involved in the decision to come to this seminary as a wife? And second of all, uh, what was it that drew you as a family or as a couple to, uh, to Sangre de Cristo seminary or from your perspective, what did you find attractive or appealing about it? Or was it just a, yeah, he just, dra- he just dragged happens. me here. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think like what I said before, when we were looking at some other ones, I, well, cost was a big part of it, but then also just um, the the fact that it looked like they just, you know, with the potlucks and stuff like that, that we would just get to know each other really well. And um, it was very family friendly and not just the students going to classes. Uh, so we really liked that, that part of it. I agree. I'd say it was very important to us to be able to be debt free. Um, and so obviously the seminary is, they have really tried hard to make it very affordable, um, so that you can be. And so that was a big important thing, but, um, just really like you already touched on Margarita, the family aspect of just, it's not just about the husband and the academic side of things, but the whole picture. And especially, you know, if, if you have a family, just the whole um, mindset was much more family oriented. And I think that was really important for us as well. 
I guess we we visited before we came. We looked into a, a variety of seminaries, and they were all a lot more expensive than this. Um, or they were set up in such a way that it, it wasn't very expedient to get through them. And so, um, uh, I guess a mix of being able to be here part-time and, and hopefully closer to home for the other part of the year, that was really attractive. Uh, low cost, um, gorgeous mountains to go play on mm-hmm. in the few and far between times when you actually have time to do that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then when we visited, it was just, uh, really neat getting to know the Zellers and really seeing how they operate as a family. And, uh, I think just being able to see their character and their heart, uh, was really, really neat. Agreed. So financially, this seminary is very beneficial because they do a lot to make sure that students can graduate without either without debt or with very little debt. So, Josh, what happens if somebody donates in the month of December? Well, if they do donate in the month of December, which this may not come out in the month of December. <laughs> well, then you can cut it. <laughs> I think it won't go out in the month of so, December. So how can they give? Well, go let, me, let me start over. Please go to the website. Hold on a second. I'm going to start over. Please go to the website. (laughs) So, Josh, how could someone help uh, contribute to the work that God is doing at St. Greater Christmas Seminary? Speaking of it being affordable, of course. Well, you can contribute by going to the website. There's a give link there. You can click on that link, and you can either donate through, I believe, PayPal is how they have it set up, or there's an address and a name that you can make your check out to. Send it in. It's a, uh, probably a tax-deductible gift yep. as a nonprofit organization, and I'm sure they would appreciate it very much. Yeah. I'll put the link in the show notes. Perfect. As that was gonna be I'm my next... sure you wanted me to. <laughs> That's going to yeah. be my next comment. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yeah, if you want to help out and you want to be a part of what God is doing here, then Josh will make that very easy for you to do uh, because it is a uh, it's an amazing thing that that the Zellers are doing here at the seminary and all the other professors and, and people that are involved in making this all work. It's not a high budget operation. It's not. So any funds that you don't need would be appreciated yep. here. And if you want to know more about the history of the seminary or how they operate the seminary, Josh is going to include those links in the show notes as well, aren't you? I am. I'm going to do that. <laughs> the interviews with both uh, Dr. Andrew and Dr. Dwight Zeller were very beneficial in helping us learn more about the beginnings of the seminary and then just the work that they have put into um, trying to make sure that it's a successful and a faithful seminary. So we've talked a little bit about the mountains. So let's just talk about something very uh, practical in real life. What's it like moving to 9,000 feet? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I walk up the hill to do laundry, yes. I feel like I'm going to tip over. <laughs> yes. And you've been here for seven months? Yeah. Right. But I need to learn how to walk slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that kind of helps. Helps a little. I feel like if you exercise a lot, it, it uh, well, either you die or, or you acclimate a lot faster. But don't try to push a stroller carrying a baby on your front pack and talk on the phone at the same oh, time. Man. No. <laughs> it doesn't That's work. That's ambitious. <laughs> Kind of a bummer. You have to be outside to talk on your phone, but, but you go outside and you can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no such thing as flat. It's either uphill or downhill. Talk about cooking. 
Because we eat a lot of beans in our house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to cook the beans. So what do you do? What are some tips? Um, Cook them all day long. Or, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have to use the Instant Pot, too, which does... Not a sponsor. Which does not seem to... um, Should be. It doesn't seem to make too much of a difference. Oh. In the Instant Pot. So. Yeah, there won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they cook well in the Instant Pot. It doesn't take longer. So. Okay, maybe I'll call them an ad. <laughs> I haven't used the Instant Pot to cook the beans at home, actually. So that would be an interesting experiment. It does make a difference. Spaghetti noodles take forever. Yes, noodles too. Yeah. Forever and ever and ever. Too good. <laughs> Wow. I was so sad. But the water <laughs> boils quickly, so you think it's going to be ready quickly. And but then it's, it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for the crunchy noodles. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You adjust. And the air is really, really, really dry. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. It is very dry. So, yeah. That could be... You need, a, you need a humidifier around here. <laughs> yeah. You need baking tips. <laughs> Gosh, what are some baking tips that you're trying to get well, out here? Use less uh, moisture in your bread and less yeast. And set your temperature at a higher temperature for the first few minutes when you're baking to prevent the bread from falling. Use less baking powder in your muffins. Stuff rises quickly. Stuff rises very quickly. So, if you end up moving out to Sangre Christmas Seminary and you want to bake some bread... <laughs> Talk to Josh. No, write him or, a letter. Or write him a letter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> write him a letter. Yeah. Maybe hand deliver it. Maybe, Maybe a checker on it. With <laughs> a check. <laughs> I see where this is going. We should probably stop Josh's rabbit trail. Uh, so one of the dynamics that's interesting here at the seminary, besides the al- the altitude and the baking and the cooking and everything else that we've talked about, is the the fact that there's usually a student graduating every semester yeah. because of the way that the the curriculum is set up. So usually at the end of the summer or the end of the fall um, or in December, at least one or maybe two or three students is graduating. And also new ones are starting. So the dynamic of the class is, uh, we have one class, the di- dynamic of the class is changing constantly. So for you two that have been here for seven months, you've only been through a slight change when we had uh, a student graduate at the end of the summer, and then we'll have one graduating here tomorrow. Uh, have you noticed anything about the change in the dynamic of the class uh, that you've picked up on yet? Or like with, uh, I guess you haven't really had a family leave yet. but So maybe you haven't noticed it, but I was just curious if you guys have picked up on anything like that. Yeah, I would say since um, the family that graduated in the end of the summer, they haven't left the town yet, yeah. so um, we'll miss Hasn't them. Been a big change, yeah. When we come back, and it will be interesting when we come back with the two people gone, and whoever yep. comes back, it's going to be fun to meet new people, but we haven't really experienced much change yet. We've met Ben. We have met one of the students that's coming yeah, next year, so we're looking forward to them coming back. I think I was talking with uh, Leah, who's a student here, and she was saying that out of the people that started with her at this in the same rotation, mm-hmm. um, basically only Matt's left, mm-hmm. and so just for various reasons, I think um, I think one person maybe dropped or moved on, or I don't know, but um, got married. 
Yeah, got married. That was what it was. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Two of them. Because they mm-hmm. were both students here. Yeah. So then and Abigail got married and moved. And so, um, so you do have a little bit of a revolving door of people. And that's, I think, maybe a harder transition because we're so close-knit um, that's harder to say goodbye. Mary, what about you? You've been here longer, um, so I know you guys have seen some significant changes in the dynamic um, of the seminary and the families that are here. Uh, so what have, you, what have you observed? Yeah, no, it definitely is hard. I mean, because you, like you mentioned earlier, you get to know people so quickly on such a deeper level because of how tight-knit the community is and and so it's definitely I think a hard thing when you get so attached to a student or you know their family or whatever you might have and and then they leave but it's also just been cool to see how God provides because um you know he keeps bringing more people in and so even though you're it's hard to say goodbye and have that lost year thankful because that's the whole point you know we're here to send people out and so you're thankful um that that's happening and that um the student is able to find somewhere or the family that god is calling them to minister and so mm-hmm. it's kind of that bittersweet you're, you're happy because you know we're not going to be here forever and yet you miss them but then at the same time god provides and um continues to bring more students and it's just a blessing to get to know the new students as well so so we've talked a lot about uh, transitions that are happening within the seminary, within the community here. Uh, what are you, uh, probably, Mary, let's go to you first, because it's probably going to be uh, most um, near in your future. What are you talking about with Tom as far as what your future might look like um, as you prepare to uh, be one of those that moves on from seminary next year? Yeah. So it's always one of those hard things because you know it's coming, but it's too early to really, you know, start looking at um, openings and start planning too much. And so I think for us, we're just trying, we're right now just trying to be present in the moment and know that for this next year, we are going to be here all year. And what does that look like for as far as ministry goes and just how we can be present in the community here. But then moving forward, also just you know, just start praying and, and start looking for the job opportunities and just start, you know, putting it out there and seeing what the Lord opens up. But mm-hmm. um, it's still a little too early to do that process, even though you know it's coming. And so it's just kind of that like horse waiting in the gate and just trying to be patient in, in the midst of, you know, the unknown with that. What about you two? They have a little bit more time, but is that something that's on your radar as far as what will be after seminary? Or is that something that we just deal with after we graduate. Well, or is there an probably in between? Before, <laughs> before we graduate, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. We'll just see what the Lord has. I mean, we have our druthers, you know. Um, I we, have no idea what that means. <laughs> I would yeah, rather do this than that. Oh, preferences. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Midwest thing. Sorry. Um, I'm from the Midwest. I've never heard that. Yeah. It must be an upper Midwest Maybe thing. Maybe it's a South Dakota thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, we'd really like to be serving in a, a smaller, more rural area, uh, similar to where we grew up. We just see a lot of need there. Um, so, but in terms of, you know, exactly where, we, we really don't know. They so we have an it. idea of the type, but not the who yeah. or where. <laughs> Which that's not bad. I mean, it's good to know kind of like how God has gifted you and the, and the desires, that, the druthers that he's given you. <laughs> 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 vocabulary word. 
Druthers. Use that paper. Oh, Druthers. Isn't it Druthers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God-given Druthers. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you work with uh, talking to your husband, clearly communicating what the future may or may not look like as you prepare to graduate for seminary, uh, can you guys share a little bit about maybe how you have encouraged your husband uh, in seminary, (laughs) (laughs) if you have, because, and I think this is important because I think that, uh, as, as men going into seminary or going into ministry, uh, it's important to be encouraged by our wives. So how have you done that while at seminary or have you found that to be necessary? I always sing to him the I will follow you song, but he usually cuts it pretty quickly. He doesn't like me to sing to him. <laughs> that's, that's encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> encouraging, nagging, encouraging, nagging. <clears throat> Which will it be today? <laughs> How's that paper going? Uh. <laughs> that can be, yes, that can be both. That can be an encouragement mm. and a neg. So, yeah. Some, I don't know. Ferris how's that, how's that, how's that going in here? Some, some pancakes or something. That's, I think food's the best way I encourage. I don't know. <laughs> Not against that. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, after he finishes the paper or something, I'll read it. And, you know, after it's all said and done. And that's, I think that's good because it shows that I'm interested in what he's learning. And I care about it. Any encouragement for Tom? Or he's just out there swimming by himself? (laughs) I'm just trying to make sure Ella doesn't, like, fall off the step stool over here. This is... She's really trying to. Seminary wife life uncut, right? Real life. Um... Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. That is a huge one. Just even reading a paper, like, you know, you guys put hours into these assignments and then often unintentionally I've been like, oh, that's great. Good. I'm glad you, you know, and it's like, wait, <laughs> this is like five hours of my life. Like, and so I've had to really kind of stop and try to think more intentionally about how to be encouraging as a wife and not just, um, you know, kind of move on to the next thing. And I think that has been huge just to show that you do care and that you are there to, you know, just support him and, and have his back and all those kind of things. And so, um, you know, just having those conversations, like, what was your class about? Now, what do those words mean? Or, you yeah. know, like, so explain it to me. And, and just being engaged um, with it has been a huge way to communicate that we're on board and this is, is this is a team, you yeah. know, effort that we're doing together. So. Good. I had a question, but might not be a good one. <laughs> Can you raise your hand? Please? Oh goodness, <laughs> Josh, what's your question? So, uh, your actually, ever asked you hold for on. Preaching feedback. Hold on. Oh. Well, I just want to make sure you were going to say if I were to ask a question and it sounded something like this, how might you answer? But you were very clear with your question. So, <laughs> proceed with your question. All right. So, if, hypothetically, if your husband asked for preaching feedback. How would you give it? Is it a um, an easy thing to give? Hard thing to give? Do you do it bluntly? Do you not do it bluntly? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty blunt. And yeah. uh, 
What's so satisfying is uh, there was one time when Ferris had a, a sermon and I was like, well, you know, I think you really need to work on your transitions a little bit. And he didn't. And then he gave it. And what did Andrew say for feedback? Transitions. I was like, yes, I win. See, see, I'm not crazy. I was right. But I, I, I don't know. That, is that encouraging? What is that? It's devastating. That's, that's heckling. Oh, goodness. So, I don't know. A lot of times, though, it is hard to give feedback because you haven't done the back work and you're just you know, maybe hearing it for the first time. And um, so he, what I find really hard is a lot of times Ferris is going a way different direction with the passage than I would uh, intuitively go, and I'm not following. And so um, sometimes my advice is really, like, worthless, <laughs> I felt. It's like I can listen to a sermon, and it's like I, I don't know what to say. Um, or I don't have any feedback. Uh, but it's been really neat to sit in on, on not only the... Um, the seminars and the preaching, but also hearing the feedback, uh, because I feel like you guys get really good feedback from your your prep here, and there's a real emphasis on clarity and being true to the word and, and exegeting the text um, and being engaging. <clears throat> and so those priorities really help me think through how to give better feedback as well. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think it it can be challenging. I think I um I by nature tend to be pretty blunt. <laughs> one of the one of the things that I've had to work on in marriage I think Tom very kindly has has told me that sometimes giving him feedback in life is like biblical counseling with uh, Muhammad Ali so I just kind of <laughs> bam <drop> it. Nice. <laughs> and so um yeah he's he's totally right on that that's something I've had to be um just more aware of is um how to give feedback in a in a loving and gentle way and you know, it's just a personality difference. It's not not even that, you know, sometimes you're meaning to, but just for people who are very black and white and cut and dry and just, you know, more analytical, you can, I can come across that way. But I think, um, yeah, I think like you said, sometimes it's just hard to know how to give feedback because you haven't been sitting in the text and you haven't been, you know, going through it and know, and, and so the tidbits you hear here and there, um, it's just hard to give solid feedback at times. And so, um, I'm thankful that the guys here have each other to do that yeah. with because that has been a huge blessing that they can, you know, go and ask each other and, and do that. But, um, but yeah, I think it's always, it's been nice to be able to talk afterwards and share that. What about you, Martha? So I'm the opposite. I'm the worst critique giver when my kids come and say judge us I'm like oh they're all good <laughs> everyone gets their rhythm <laughs> so um so Josh would like your guys's feedback he's like just tell me what's bad what's good so I'm just not very good at that yeah. but I'm trying and you're not usually critiquing sermons so it's kind of a, just a different mm -hmm. you know I don't know it's just different to do but I'm going to try to be more blunt I'm going to come ask Mary after your sermon, and then I will repeat her words. Here's what I think. How would you say it? <laughs> cool. So, uh, as you guys have been alluding to, through the fall, we, as students, we take some time, and we, usually two or three times in the fall, we'll preach or teach on a passage of Scripture and get feedback from the uh, professors and then from our fellow students. 
so while we're doing that, while we're involved in seminary and, and going through the different things, the summer courses that are two weeks long and then into the fall uh, and winter where we have uh, semester-long courses, for the wives and the children, what is a typical week like in the summer? Or is there such a thing as a typical week, and how does that change into the winter? In the summer, you just don't expect to see your husband really at all until the weekend and hope the final like ends early in the day on Friday yeah. so you can have Long most weekend. of the day Friday and Saturday and Sunday. For most courses. I mean, some mm-hmm. are lighter and some are heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're pretty intense. Ones, so. Yep. Yeah, because they're intensive courses, I'd say that's often the case. You just, you know that it might be, uh, you know, a heavy week, but then you're just going to soak up the weekend and mm-hmm. <laughs> hope the next week's a little lighter. Mm-hmm. And it does tend to work like that a lot, a heavier week and then a lighter week to kind of follow, which is very helpful. But, um, and then the fall seems to be like a little more of a rhythm and mm-hmm. a little more kind of because the class is the same throughout the entire fall semester. It, it seems to be a little more consistent with things. And I, I guess um, in the summertime, there's quite a bit to do um, for fun. Mm-hmm. So um, like there's ultimate frisbee on Mondays and then yes. there was ladies or, and then there was, like, community dinner yep. every Tuesday through yep. the seminary. And was it Ultimate Frisbee on Wednesdays? Monday. Mondays? Oh, no, I already said that. Okay, you can go that. <laughs> <laughs> right? You what I'm saying? The bad Something thing is Josh just, oh, has the power oh, to not cut things. Don't do that, Josh. It's very true. Uh, ladies Bible study? Yes. On, was on Thursdays. And then, um, and then there was a group of girls that would get together and read Narnia books aloud and knit on Friday nights <laughs> that I'd go to. So, um, so I don't have any kids. And so I had a lot of freedom to just go run around and play or get a job, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's more I fun guess, to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was taking some online classes too. So, but I kept plenty busy. <clears throat> so. Cool. So a lot of what's going on, um, with family life revolves around the types of courses that we're having, uh, in the seminary, um, whether it's an inten- intensive course in the summer and even then, depending on the, the workload of the course. And then obviously in the fall, uh, as things come and go, as we, as we come up to, to tests and finals and things like that, that changes too. But um, it is interesting to know, again, that there's, there are a lot of things that, uh, to do, even though we are what you might call extremely isolated from the rest of the world. <laughs> There's a lot of community life going on, both in yeah. the seminary and outside, that um, yeah. allow for uh, allow for families to be able to get involved in different things. So, as we bring the seminary to a close, seminary. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, tomorrow's our last final. <laughs> as we bring the podcast to a close. <laughs> so as <laughs> I know you're not going to. As we bring the podcast to a close, uh, one thing that I think would be interesting is. If each of you shared two pieces of advice, it has to be like the best advice you've ever given, and you have 10 seconds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> two pieces of advice. One for the, the wife whose husband is considering going to seminary. How can that wife be an encouragement and a help to her spouse? And then secondly, for the wife that is at seminary. 
what can she do or, or what's your advice for her uh, to work through the difficulties and enjoy the blessings of being a seminary wife? For the wife with a husband. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. In A or B. In seminary. Um, I think it helps me when I just ask him, like, when he thinks he'll, you know, have time just to kind of know what his schedule is going to be. So is he going to be working late that night or is he going to mm. be home for dinner and then do more homework? Or mm -hmm. is he going to be home for dinner and then off for the night or whatever the case. So just kind of to talk about that ahead of time so that we can make our plans as a family or know, you know, whether it's a family night or That's just, um, you know, kids, let's read quietly and then go to bed or, you know, what, what that's going to look like. It just helps, helps me to have my mind prepared for whatever that is going to be. What was the other one? So what about the, so I think it's important because I've had a lot of people that would ask like, Hey, I'm thinking about going to seminary, but what's it even look like? Uh, so for the wife whose husband, or, I mean, you can come here as a, as a woman or as a wife and be trained in how to study the Bible also. So just in, for the couple that's, or the family that's kind of in that limbo phase of like, do we go or do we not go? And how, how do you work through that? Uh, do you have any advice that you would give to that, to that wife that's maybe offer some encouragement in that limbo state? Um, I don't know if this is encouraging necessarily. <laughs> it's not discouraging. But <laughs> Here comes the blunt feedback that we didn't think was going to come. No, I was just thinking like, I mean, if it's something that you can do, you know, two or three years is not that much time. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great way that you can just take your family and do something completely different. I mean, everyone's in different stages yeah. of life, but I know Josh and I, we've lived in the same place pretty much all our lives. It's like, how often do you get to just leave for a couple of years yeah. and then go back? <laughs> not often. Um, but it's just been kind of a fun adventure, long vacation, even though he's busy for our family. So just do different things and see different things. Vacation. Hmm. A I very, thought of it a that very, way. One of the kids actually said that the other day. It's like a long vacation. So, you know, we're not doing the work you are, but <laughs> we're just playing. Good. I think that is encouraging, actually, for someone that's thinking, because that can sometimes that can be a reason or something that's hard to work through. Yeah. Is, you know, man, how do we set aside <clears throat> this much time? So that's encouraging to hear. Mary? Yeah, I think um, that was that's good just really embracing the blessings that it is and not just focusing on the challenging things or, you know, like any season of life, there are going to be things that are sanctifying, but just um, really trusting that God's going to use those things to prepare your heart for ministry as well. Um, I think it's really important to remember, especially for the wife, that um, this season of preparation is definitely important for your heart as well because um, ministry you know, whatever it looks like, whether it's in a church or a different kind of avenue is, is all encompassing. You're in it all together as a family, you know? And so I think it's, it's a good kind of, I don't know if you, almost like a sabbatical beforehand or a training ground beforehand to know that, um, you know, just even preparing your heart to share your husband in ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think that starts and you really get a lot of great, um, I don't know if you'd call it practice or what, but during seminary even of just knowing that um, that these are things, these are chances for you to share in serving God by sharing your husband as he trains. Just like if, you know, you end up in a church or wherever, you're sharing your husband with all these different avenues of ministry and um, just remembering like that it's, that's part of 
your role in the ministry, you know, to, to just at times, certain weeks, certain days, whatever it may be, you're going to have more of, um, more of the burden to kind of carry at home as he's out doing whatever, you know, might, might come up with, you know, someone's sick in the hospital or things always come up. And so I think it's just good preparation for real life ministry of just, you know, knowing that this is a way that you can serve your husband as God has called him to be out, um, in these different ministry avenues. And I think seminary is just good. It's good for your heart too. And so that's been a good time. Yeah. And I guess, um, just kind of along those same lines, um, I think just being able to be on campus with your husband while he's going through seminary, it it really does set such a a good precedence for, um, ministry being a a family focused um, Mm -hmm. endeavor. Uh, rather than, you know, maybe he, at other seminaries, maybe he, you would live in a different town even, and he would drive or commute. And um, I just, yeah, you're so much more immersed in it here. So I, I think that's a real blessing. And you have a real um, special time, I think, with uh, different women who are uh, in the same boat. And you get to rub shoulders with them and get to know them and be their friends. And yeah. that's a huge blessing. So, mm-hmm. So just come. <laughs> that is one of the nice things about here, since we're all here and our husbands are all having the, the same schedule, pretty much. You know, you know, all our husbands are going to be busy tonight or yeah. whatever. So yeah. it's not like when you're in a different town and you're like, okay, whose who's husband's working tonight that we can hang out or, you know, with the yeah. other, with the wife and kids or something, because we're all pretty much have the same schedule as far as that goes. So that's nice. Yeah, there's just that friend, that level of friendship of just understanding each other and, and just kind of knowing what it's like because you're all in it together going mm-hmm. through the same thing and you know your husbands are doing the same thing which means you're affected as wives in similar ways and so there's just a lot of um deep friendship that can result from just that cool any other parting thoughts amazing words of wisdom that your husbands have shared with you that you'd like to share <laughs> <laughs> wow don't bring so much stuff next time. <laughs> you do not need very much stuff. Yeah. That's a good piece of advice, though. That is a very good piece of advice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, leave your extra set of shoelaces at home. Because when you get here, there's not going to be a place for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Every corner is filled. All right. So we will conclude this podcast. But before we do, Josh, how could somebody get a hold of us if they wanted to get a hold of us? Well, the best way is to walk up to us and grab us by our collars. With a handwritten letter and maybe a check to the seminary. Yes, that'd be good. <laughs> or you can check us out on Facebook at Practically Theologians and Twitter by searching Practically Theologians or at P Theologians. Or uh, send us an email, podcast at practicallytheologians.org. And if you want, you can leave a review. You could rate and review us on iTunes if you'd like. You That'd could be even great. be like the second person to ever do that. Yeah. Right? Which would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 And listen to the first episode and look at the name of the first reviewer. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. And we will talk to you next time.